pick up any newspaper, watch cable news channels, surf internet news websites. It's all yesterday's news today. You need tomorrow's news today. You need TrendVision 2020 now with Gerald Salente. Welcome to TrendVision 2020, your money and your life. July 10th, 2019, I'm Doug Grunther with the publisher of the Trends Journal and world-leading trend forecaster, Gerald Salenti. On our podcast this evening, pains on New Jersey trains, journalists pressured down under, and why Sunday is the new Monday morning. Gerald, let's get rolling. What happened in the markets? Well, over there in Asia, it was down a little bit, but Hang Sang was up down in Europe. But up here in the States, oil up and gold up 20 bucks. Ooh. Yep, around the $1,418 an ounce mark. And Trends Journal subscribers know it. We were the first to call the gold bull run, period, paragraph. It's a fact. Your June 6th trend alert. Stocks reached record highs Wednesday after testimony from Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell bolstered the case for easier monetary policy. More monetary <laughs> methadone. We're going to keep that addicted bull running. So here's what he said. Many FOMC participants saw that the case for a somewhat more accommodative monetary policy has strengthened. You know what that is. <laughs> you got it. Who's more he accommodating? Bullshit. That's yeah, what com- I want to know. Accommodating the same markets that they've always been accommodating. That's why gold went up. Gold rises after Powell's remarks bolster rate cut hopes. They asked him about going back on the gold standard. Mm-hmm. Nah, that's an antiquated thing, I told you. Here he says that the gold standard would force the Federal Reserve to stabilize the dollar price of gold. Quote, we would then not be looking at maximum employment and stable prices. They have been plenty of times in the fairly recent history when the price of gold has sent signals that would be quite negative for these of those goals. Of, for these of those goals. I'm not, mention, I'm not making this up. But here he goes. If you assigned us to stabilizing the dollar price of gold, monetary policy cannot do that. But other things would fluctuate. This is why every country in the world abandoned the gold standard some decades ago. <laughs> some decades ago, you Powell baloney BSer? How about since the beginning of time almost? They've been on a gold standard because people knew that the fiat money wasn't worth the paper it was not printed on, as in today, all digital money. That shows you the arrogance of these people and the importance of the central banksters to keep their game alive. So this is good for gold Mm -hmm. because if they don't have a gold standard, it's going to go anywhere. And if they did put a gold standard on it, you could bet that they would put a gold standard price of like several thousand dollars an ounce because it would have to be worth that. So that's where we're at with that part of the market. And oil went up because of the storm coming in the uh, Gulf of Mexico and also those inventories shrunk a lot faster than expected. And as they say, a U.S. general said Washington hoped to enlist allies over the next two weeks or so in a military coalition to safeguard strategic waters off Iran and Yemen 
where the United States blames Iran and Iran-aligned fighters for attacks without showing any evidence or any proof of anything. Okay, um, let's go uh, over to Asia because China is voicing strong opposition to the U.S. selling over $2 billion worth of military arms to Taiwan. Well, hey, it's the military-industrial complex. they got to make money. Come on, what's wrong with that? And, of course, China doesn't want them to do that because China says Taiwan is theirs. And when you look at history, it shows that it was. What they used to call that when we were kids, you remember? Uh, Formosa? You got it. Formosa. That's a drink now, isn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> You'll have a Formosa or lesser. All right, now here's a headline for you. Let's bomb everything. You know who said that? Philippines President Duterte urging U.S. to declare war on China. Yeah. So, again, all, I, all we're hearing is war talk over there in the South China Sea. What is going on? Well, first of all, the United States has no business being there, and they do have problems over there. China says it's all of theirs. Vietnam, other countries say, no, no, this is ours, including the Philippines. But also, Duterte's speaking out of both sides of his mouth. He was against that United States selling Taiwan more arms, and he's been sucking up to China, too, because he's doing a lot of business with them. And I mentioned to you, when I was in the Philippines, the Chinese are buying up the entire place. And also, he was at the uh, BRI, the Bridge and Road Initiative meeting that they uh -huh. had, and he was very, very favorable and sucking up to Xi. Uh, so so he's, playing, he's playing the U.S. against China? He's, against he's doing what he can. Yeah. He's who he is. All right. Well, let's go to Greece because we touched on this yesterday. I mean, look, Greece is the birthplace of Western democracy. But Greece's experiment with populism holds lesson for others in Europe. Let me read a little bit from this article. The election victory on Sunday by a traditional center-right party was the end of Greece's flirtation, what are we talking about, 16-year-olds? <laughs> flirtation with radical left-wing populist politics. And who's that from? What the, paper? This is from the New York Times. Oh, the toilet paper of record. Yes, what's yeah. wrong with that? Well, what's paragraph? flirtation, as you pointed out? And what is this guy, a left-wing? Radical left-wing populist. We, we, Cyprus is a piece of shit press because <laughs> this is the guy that sold out the country when they voted against austerity measures, as I keep mentioning. Far from being left, and, oh, now the centrist party coming in, the establishment party, the guy's papa was prime minister before him, Harvard, we talked about, Harvard, Princeton, Yale, Bulls, Bombs, and Banks guy. And, and so I got to tell you, man, looks like the uh, Greeks bent over for this one. All right. And they do have a reputation for that. Okay. <laughs> Going Greek. <laughs> All right. Moving on to Algeria. <laughs> Algeria's army chief cautions against calls for civilian state. The army chief in Algeria warned protesters against calling for a civilian and not military state. Now, we've been talking about how in Sudan, these people risked their lives standing up to the military government. They, at least for now, have, a, have, a, have an integrated government between civilian and military. But here we are in Algeria. All we get is threats. Again, this is guy's 79 years old. He's a military general. And here's what he says. These are poisonous ideas that have been dictated to the, them, the protesters, by circles hostile to Algeria and to its constitutional institutions. And so they're going to stay in charge. But again, it's how about minding your own business? And when, since when does the military? Yeah, you know, I don't like to take orders. I'm not a military guy. If that's your trip, man, knock yourself out. But save your military crap for somebody else and 
I don't want to hear it. I believe in independence. I believe in the voice of the people and not in the El Sissis of Egypt, the Algerian army chief, or the other clowns running a show near you. And just like our President Trump put on that show for the 4th of July, it was all about the military. There's a little boy that beat the draft. Right. Yeah, with a bone spur. I had a bone spur, but my daddy, may rest in peace, didn't have the money to pay off the doctor to get him out. Like, uh, get me out like Trump got him out. But here's a guy that couldn't fight his way out of a paper bag, boosting up the military. The military, that's not what our country is about. So maybe you want to move to Algeria, all you people that like that so much. All but right. of course, Trends Journal subscribers, they're not into that trip. All right. Well, we don't normally see peace in headlines, but we've got one today. Afghanistan, Taliban agree on peace path. It's going to happen, and we're forecasting it's going to happen before the presidential elections in 2020. Trump is going to play that card as he's going to play a peace card with North Our Korea. troops will come home from Afghanistan? Yeah. Okay. Oh they'll, oh, they'll keep a base there, you know. Okay. I mean, we have 800 bases in 79 countries, so they make it 80. Okay. Now, down in Australia, big story, Qantas, the airlines, let police have reporters' travel records. The police went to the airlines and said, hey, we want uh, some travel records on this journalist. We don't like the stories he's writing about us. And what did Qantas do? They handed the police everything and, and they wanted. And what are the stories they wrote about? The episode was another sign that it had become normal practice for the federal police and law enforcement agencies in Australia to target journalists and whistleblowers. Yeah, this is about the U.S.-led invasion and occupation of Afghanistan and what the abuses by the Australian Special Forces did. That right. was what they, 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 this guy wrote about. And this uh, Australian Federal Police, the AFP, yeah, the pricks, AF pricks, <laughs> they have retention laws that force telecommunication companies to store their customers' phones and internet records for two years. The entire process is shrouded in secrecy and anyone that reports the government is looking for warrants, who reports the existence of warrants, faces two years in jail. This is the great democracy of Australia. Freedom of the press is gone, and that's why you subscribe to the Trends Journal at trendsjournal.com. Censorship 2019 in a country near you. There's a big trend, and... We give history before it happens, trendsjournal.com. New issue coming out very soon. Judge blocks Trump's mandate on disclosing drug prices on TV ads. Sounded like a good idea. Judge says not legal. Yep, not legal, but hey, the AARP came out too and said, boy, these drug prices are way too high and they should do that. That's the American Association of Retired People. But here's the deal. Go back to 1997. That's when Slick Willie Clinton allowed the drugsters, the drug dealers. Oh, no, big pharma. We're not going to call them drug dealers. They're not gangs. They're legitimate corporations, Salente. Yeah. He allowed them to do advertise on TV. So all you do is repeal that and don't allow them to advertise on TV. And you know what will happen? The broadcast lobbyists would fight against it because that's the only money they're oh, getting yeah, they because all the people are watching TV. So that's what you see the drugs ads on. It's simple. Get them off TV. Okay. Uh, before we get to the presidential reality show 2019, let's go back in time to a previous presidential reality show because you have some personal history here. Ross Perot died yesterday. Why is Ross Perot important? 
Well, in my book, Trend Tracking, which came out in 1989, one of books far better than Megatrends, Time Magazine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I wrote that Worst Pro is the kind of maverick they were looking for in the 20, 1992 election. This is when nobody was talking about a third party. So Ross Perot, I got involved in that campaign at some levels, and I was in contact with their office quite frequently. And just to be clear, in 1992, uh, George H.W. Bush was the incumbent running for re-election, Bill Clinton was the young upstart, and Ross Perot joins as a third party, and they were all had about an equal share of the vote at one time. Yeah, well, actually, I was with uh, Pat Cadell, who was the pollster at the time for Perot, and he was zooming in the polls. And the day I was down there was a Sunday in October, two weeks before the election. There's a photograph of me and John Connolly and his wife Nellie in front of the book depository. Actually, that's the side. It was the first time back. And this is John Connolly, of course, is the governor of Texas at the time who was sitting in front of JFK that took the bullet in the back. And Nellie was his wife that threw himself on top of him. That saved his life. That's a whole other story. But anyway, the... Um, Connolly wanted to meet me because he wanted to know how I had forecast that. And Ross Perot was way ahead in the polls, but then he came out that day. We were th I was there that night, and I flew back that evening. I was going to stay. So what happened is Ross Perot that night said on Leslie's stall that one of the reasons he pulled out during his summer was his daughter was getting married. He didn't want to get any interference, any problems with the wedding, so he pulled out. And that was the kind of thing that really killed it. Again, Cadell was taking the polling at that time. And he never saw a rise in popularity like he saw in Ross Perot. He was streaming ahead, and then it just dove. But he still got almost 20% of the vote. But also, importantly, Ross Perot was on with Al Gore in 1994 against NAFTA, warning against that great sucking sound great sucking of jobs sound, right. leaving the country. And also important about that, Al Gore, another boy born on third base, <laughs> thought he had a home run. His daddy was Senator Gore. And John J. Hooker who put this meeting together. When I went down to Nashville to meet with Hooker before we flew to Dallas, he showed me where, where Gore lived. And I said, what, what about Gore? What's he like? And he goes, he's like his father, an arrogant boy. <laughs> so anyway, going back to that, Gore in that televised debate said, you know what these uh, open markets are going to do with NAFTA? It's going to stop Mexican refugees from coming into America. And because they were going to create jobs down there. And, of course, that never happened. So Perot was against NAFTA, and he was ahead of the times on that. All right. Let's stay within the current presidential reality show. Biden earned $15 million since retiring as vice president, challenging middle-class Joe Image. Any surprise there? No, not at all. What is it, Michelle? It was his wife, too. I think he has both of them. Wife made money. Everybody yeah. makes money. And look at Michelle Obama. $65 million on a book deal or something like that. Some ridiculous price. And, and what does Obama get? Like $600,000 a speech? And all these people, all these people may do that. And, and the Clintons and on and on and on. It's a, it's a racket. But people call it the Democrats and Republicans. All right. New Jersey transit riders canceled trains are part of the daily commute. Sounds like it's fun going to work in New Jersey. Well, again, we have spent our money on war, wasted on stupid things and our infrastructure is rotting and it's just another example of third world america train rides in new york are like a night in calcutta and meanwhile china is investing billions in super speed trains etc and even in europe there they have a great train system i mean when i went to italy it was it was fabulous well let's end with some positive news because we know the eating habits of most americans is why we're a very sick culture 
But look, there's some very simple and good news out here. Here's an example. A new study, researchers have shown that matcha green tea, this is a powder that the Japanese have been using for a long time, can reduce anxiety. Their experiments reveal that matcha's anti-xyolytic effects are due to the activation of dopamine receptors and certain serotonin receptors. These are pleasure centers in the brain. And Japanese matcha tea, which is readily available, not that expensive, is growing in popularity around the world. It has a history being used for various medicinal purposes, including reducing anxiety. So, it's, you know, it may not be as powerful as opioids, but a lot cheaper and a lot less deadly. I mean, it's as good as those energy drinks that they're selling out there. With all the caffeine and sugar. Yeah, in. I mean, come on. Matcha tea. Matcha tea, my There's a trend that deserves your attention. Now, that's all the time we have for this evening, but we still have time to remind you. We like your questions. We like your comments. Easy to get them to us. Go to TrendVision2020 at TrendsResearch.com. One more time, TrendVision2020 at TrendsResearch.com. And we'll see you tomorrow night for more TrendVision 2020.